Greetings, Summoners, and welcome to The Rapid Recall. My name's Joey, and I'm here with my good gorilla friend, DK. How are you, DK? I'm pretty pissed off. I forgot to feed my Tamagotchi before I left for work today, and now he's dead. <laughs> Alright, this week we have a show that is one part European wrap-up and one part North American preview. Are you ready to dive in? Can it be also one part Scotch? Then I'd be ready to go. <laughs> Alright, first, let's go down the scoreboard for last week's pick-a-card. We'll start with Millennium versus Super Hot Crew in the fifth place match. Yeah, so I picked that one wrong, and I think it's safe to say that I am no longer on the Millennium type train. <laughs> uh, they won't get relegated, but I'm not going to say that because every time I say they're going to win, they're going to lose. So uh, I'm going to say they have tough matches ahead of them, and they really need to prepare. I think that's very apt. They're just such a streaky team, and... I mean, if they were able to beat Nip during the last promotion, then I agree with you. I'm not really afraid for their chances to qualify, especially since they get their pick of teams. So it's not like they're going to be playing against H2K. Um, but yeah, I, I think we just saw like which of these two solo queue teams is just the stronger solo queue team, which is I really think that's all there is to say about this particular matchup. Right, I think Millennium, quite frankly, needs some strategy help. They need a, I don't know if they have an analyst, they need a better one if they do. Um, they need a better plan, but just on raw talent alone, they're going to be able to beat challenger teams. Uh, and I think you saw the same thing happen with Nip um, last time around, so they'll be back. All right, well, well, then here's a question. Looking at either of these two teams, Super Hot Crew, in by the skin of their teeth a little bit. Uh, Millennium, we still don't know that they're in, but we expect them to be. Are these two rosters adequate? Like, are if you are the manager for either of those two teams, are you looking to replace players as you go into the new season? Now's the time to do it. You have, uh, like, four months or so before the new season starts? On a Millennium standpoint, no. I think on an individual basis, they're all solid players. I don't Even Jay Ree? I, I don't think he's bad. I think he works well with Creighton. Um Again, if there's something better out there, but look at the supports that Super Hackers bring, like, running through the revolving door. It's not like support talent is growing on trees over in Europe. Super Hacker, I think they could do well with a solid support. I mean, Mr. Rylize could be one of the best 80 carries in North America, but, or, sorry, Europe. <laughs> in he could be one of the best. Yeah, be I America mean, sure, too. maybe. Um, but he, he could be the best in Europe if he had a better support, or at least a more consistent report, support, and he didn't have, like, he's a better ADC than Cop, and he's getting the Cop treatment with his supports. So I think a solid support. I think Impaler is definitely improved, but they could probably do better. Like, I think Jungle Tunnel in Europe is a little bit stronger. Um, and also, I mean, the world is going to end, and then, like, less than a month later or something like that, we're playing these relegation matches, so you may get some talent that shakes loose from challenger teams after they lose, or uh, former LCS teams after they lose. Mm -hmm. Like, um, imagine Copenhagen Wolves gets relegated because... You know, that's, that's going to happen. That's always a possibility. No, that's going like, to happen. You, like, imagine, like, your Millennium, you can get Unlimited. Unlimited's a real solid player. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, I think if moving forward, I'm not looking to change anything on Super Hot Crew. I just want to give them time to mature. On Millennium, there's only one role that I can look at to replace, and that's kind of Jerry. Okay. Now, Rawcat versus Fnatic in the semifinals. So we both had Fnatic. I don't think we really need to talk too much about this. Rocket put up a good fight. They took a game. They put up an insane fight. Don't sell them no, they short. They took two games, right. Um, yeah, they went to five games against Fnatic. It was great. I think that was more of an issue of Fnatic overlooking Rocket and focusing too much on Alliance in the finals, which didn't help. But, spoiler alert, 
I don't know. This game, I think, showed me more about Fnatic than it did about Rocket. Like, obviously, Rocket wasn't worried about relegations. They're going to be back. Um, I think they were better than sixth place, um, but not quite as good as third. So I'm glad they didn't qualify for Worlds. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a scary moment. <laughs> but I think it just showed a lot of weaknesses in Fnatic and a lot of, like, we're just really good. So we don't have to try as hard and we overlook opponents. And I really hope they don't do that going to Worlds because they overlooked Rocket and almost lost to them. And they're not, they were better than Rocket and they're not better than most. Oh, teams yeah, teams. they're obviously a better team than Rocket. The thing is, what this shows me is I kind of think of Rocket by now. Rocket's been all the way at the top and all the way at the bottom, well, nearly at the bottom of over the course of this year. Like they've, they've been in pretty much every position in the entire European LCS. And then they end it like fourth. I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking like Rocket really must be the most average European team. And so they're average in lots of different regards. Like their solo lane talent isn't so strong. Their supportive roles are actually quite strong. But what defines them, I think, is this very cohesive Polish squad. Um, and I think that you're. I think you're right. I think this showed us Fnatic's weaknesses. And I think. And it's strange because you'd think that a team that's been together for so long would be much more cohesive than virtually any opponent that they play against. But I think what enabled Rockat to take these games off of Fnatic was just the fact that they were much more cohesive. Like, cohesive is just the word for me with Rockat. It's how I feel about them. So when I watch Rockat, though, I look at it as... Um... Rockets a team that plays not to lose games, which a lot of time works in the LCS where some of the bottom teams and even the top teams throw and have a tendency to throw. Um, Rocket plays incredibly safe, but you're never going to be a top tier team doing that. You're always going to be middle of the pack because teams that are better yeah. than you that take those risks are going to beat you. Um, oh, actually, here's a great analogy. How much does looking at Rocket now remind you of Dignitas last split? I think Rockets a better team because I think they have more promise. I think Dignitas yeah. was on the decline, but yeah, watching games, yeah, Dignitas I mean, was so afraid funny to they lose. have this like Yankos may be a better jungler, but they have this capable jungler, a, a a support that performs sometimes, and these like solo laners who are like kind of washed up. I don't know. I just I, I just realized that and thought it was a little funny. Let's move on to Alliance versus SK Gaming in the in the other semifinal match. Uh, I didn't actually get to watch too much of this, unfortunately. Um, I was at work, and I didn't have a chance to catch a replay. But I think it watching what I did see of this match and watching the Rocket Fanatic, there was no surprises to me what happened the next couple days. Like, Alliance and SK both looked like better teams than who they were going to be facing. Like, SK showed me more than Rocket, even though Rocket won more games. And Alliance just looked better than Fnatic looked. Um, so I think that's really what it set up, what I did see. All right. I, again, I also picked, I also picked Alliance to win this. Um, I think SK Gaming put up a great fight. Um, they did look better going into the Rock Hat match. It, again, not a lot to say, but let's move on to that third place match. Uh, we both picked SK over Rock Hat. Right. And that's what happened. So we both took a point there, which is nice. I think... With this, since we talked a lot about Rocket already, I'll focus a little bit on SK. So one thing you have to think about is going into Worlds, you have that that Pool C, and you're going to have Europe, group, you know, Europe number three, NA number three, and the two wild cards. And I think it's pretty safe to assume, based on the level of play we've seen from them in the past, that the wild cards will probably be the two weakest teams at Worlds. But then, 
um, judging by the way that Riot has set up, the third team in Europe and the third team in NA will be the next weakest team, like the weakest team in the group. And honestly, the way SK has been playing over not just the playoffs, but the you know super weak, the quarters, semis, and this match, I don't think SK is a weaker team than Fnatic. So I think that teams probably aren't going to want to have SK drawn in as the quote-unquote weakest team in their yeah, group. Yeah, right. Just changing a group from a competitive group into an insane one. Exactly. Because I like the European team showed, I mean, Gambit and Fnatic both got out of groups last year. Gambit finished third in the EULCS. So that team, I, I think SK, depending on, obviously we don't know their draw yet. Riot does, but they're not telling us. <laughs> um, I don't think you look at SK and you're like, okay, that team's not getting out. So depending on the other three teams in the group, they get matched, if they get matched up with NA number two or either of the Southeast Asian teams, I think SK's got a shot, which you wouldn't think, you know, that bottom rung isn't supposed to. Yeah. I just okay. You compare them to Fnatic. Do you th- SK may look better than may have looked better than Fnatic in the playoffs? But do you actually think that their style is going to fare better in international waters? Because their players are kind of weak. Like, are there laner like are there laners that are going to be representing China or Korea that don't just crush the laners of SK? I don't think SK is getting out of the top, like the quarterfinals at World, regardless of who they fuck. Right, and, and like this, I said, it's... this is assuming they have an insanely lucky. Draw. draw. Right, yeah. right. Um, No, I think Fnatic has a better shot. I think Fnatic, if we're going to discuss Fnatic versus SK, I think Fnatic has a better shot because they've been there. Every single one of their players have been there multiple times. And they got, switching away from SK a little bit, Fnatic got their asses handed to them at All-Stars. Like, completely obliterated on their yes. home turf. Literally, um, literally styled on to the point that Faker decided to use a skin. Yeah, this is, exactly. This is how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, SKT picked their skins against <laughs> Fnatic, right? And that's not even a good team comp. Yeah, no, the, the comp isn't meta. even good. <laughs> and they lost. Um, oh my god. Yeah, so Fnatic is going to come out, hopefully come out hungry. And hungrier than SK, because I think SK might have a little of that happy to... Not happy to be there, but like, holy sh- crap, we're at Worlds. Um, kind of start Starstruck, almost. almost. Yeah, star- yeah, good one. Because they're a younger team, but I think if they can put like just on the rift, like if you if Fnatic and SK were to meet at Worlds, I'd probably take SK because SK knows they can beat them and they're playing better. I mean that's not going to happen, and so SK needs to shake the nerves and they need to beat teams they've never seen before, which they haven't shown me they can do. So does that answer your question? It definitely answers my question. And okay. of course, the final match was Alliance versus Fnatic. You picked Fnatic, I picked Alliance, and Alliance won. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk. You have to say, what happened there? Like, um, this Fnatic was weaker than you expected them to be, or what? I, I think Alliance was stronger than I expected them to be. Um, guess what? If Shook shows up the way... If Shook shows up at Worlds the way he showed up there, you know Froggen's going to play, and Wicked had a really nice series. Um, that Alliance is a scary team. You know, that's... Two Western teams are going to make it out of groups. At least, or assuming Southeast Asia hasn't made significant strides since last year, which maybe they have, you don't know. But you got to think, Alliance has got to be the favorite out of the West to get out of groups, right? If if one team's making it. If you if you had to pick one Western team to emerge from groups, I think you do pick Alliance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your boy Froggen. Yeah, I mean... Going back to the world stage. 
Yeah, we're not going to talk about the MVP discussion, that's for sure. Yo, anyway, this means... Uh, he didn't look good. Okay, I want to say something. He didn't look good in the series, but when you have the statistics in the regular season, actually, that Reckless had, and I was going to make this analogy to you um, when we said this. So if you look at the NBA season, like, Kevin Durant won the MVP. Nobody in their right mind would have taken Kevin Durant over LeBron James, like, as a player. Like, LeBron is the unquestionable best player in the league. Kevin Durant won the MVP because statistically this season he was better. This split, statistically, Reckless was better. So, but if you're starting, if you're starting a new Lowell team, uh, I think Froggen showed he's the player you want to base it around winning the summer split and going into Worlds as the top EU seed. Yeah, and my my opinion of MVPs is just very straightforward. You find the best team and then you pick the best player. That is obviously Froggen. See, we disagree on MVP, but... <laughs> right, um, right. Philosophically, we disagree, but you agree that Froggen is the best player on the best team. I agree that Froggen is the best player on the team that finished first, so the oh. the best play, the best team. Ah. This, split, this split, Alliance was the best team. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Uh, they came into their own, and I agree that Froggen is far and away the best player on that team. Um, and I think Tabs is the second best player, but I think their success at Worlds relies on Nif. Or not Nif. Uh, well, him too, but relies on Shook. Yep. All right, that means that including the quarterfinals, you went a total of 3-4, and four, and I have a perfect 7-0. I'm sorry, DK, but you've brought dishonor to your family. It's all right. I figured out my strategy for Worlds, or for NA now. I'm going to select CLG, Curse, and Dignitas. They're going to Worlds from NA. Put it on paper. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about the shame, though, because you have a chance to redeem yourself right now. We're going to look forward at the first two North American quarterfinals this weekend. Let's start off with Team Curse versus CounterLogic Gaming. Oh, this isn't fair. Yeah, you. so you can't... Your strategy has already been foiled because <laughs> not both of these teams can make it to Worlds. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> All right, just like gut feeling right off the bat. Gut feeling is CLG, easily. Yeah. Okay. Like, you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think CLG takes this easily. Or they make it look easy, at least. Uh, no, I actually think CLG's going to make it look hard. Um, <laughs> like, I Why is that? Might, okay. You might be looking at, like, uh, Fnatic versus Rockhead game, where, like, there was not really any point in that series where you were, like, seriously, like, oh, Rockhead's got this in the bag, even when they looked like the stronger team. You're like, no, Fnatic's going to pull this out. Like, you were nervous. Well, all right, since you mentioned this specifically, yes or no question, was there a point during that series where you thought, oh, my gosh, Rockhead's going to win? Okay, so as a Fnatic fan sitting and watching, like I got nervous for my team as things started to get bet. But if you came to me with one-to-one odds and you told me bet Rockhat, there was no point in the series where I was like, yes, I'm putting money on Rockhat. Okay. Um, so anyway, coming back to this uh, Curse versus CLG. And I think it's the same way. I think there's going to be a game in this five-game series where Curse is going to look like far and away the stronger team. Like They are going to roll CLG in one of these five games because I think Curse is a good enough team to do that. And when you have two really good teams and one of them executes a strategy perfectly, they will roll the other team not on their game. Do I think that CLG will drop a best of five to Curse? No. All right. I think that... They're going. I think CLG is going to make it look easy, and this is why. I'm not going to say that them coming back from a Korean boot camp means that they're the best team in North America. We don't know that. No one knows. There's like seven people in the world that actually know what CLG is like, like actually like. 
after this boot camp, and neither of us are one of them. But what it'd be I'm pretty just... cool if we were. Let's be honest. Oh, it, it would be insanely cool if we were. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, we we can't know that they're just stronger. But what I do think is, they've spent the past two weeks playing against teams that will punish every single mistake and just brutalize you over stupid little things. And historically, making those mistakes is how CLG loses to Curse. I think CLG's all players, all of CLG's players, one to one are better and where curse wins is where they get some like relatively cheesy strategy and then execute it properly and then just roll over the other team slowly and i think clg has shown in the past that they're a smart not in every game but on average they're a smart enough team to come back from a deficit and i don't think curse is a smart enough team to close once they have a lead so i think sure maybe there's a game where like void boy gets yasuo and quas has alistar and they like they get some sweet dragon fight and then they get a lead but i don't think that's enough for them to win a game and if that's not enough for them to win a game then how can they possibly take a series i think that's enough for them to win a game um if you snowball really hard especially with those champions um it also depends on what clg is playing and what clg is trying to do and how big of a swing but um no, I agree with you that CLG is going to be better at coming back than Curses at closing out, and that's, yeah, I don't really have much else to. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think this is a fairly straightforward yeah matchup. On the other hand, mm-hmm. our next matchup, Team Solomid versus Dignitas, I don't think it's straightforward at all. What do you have to say? I think it's as straightforward as CLG Curse. To be honest with you, I think. Number one, because Dignitas has won two of their last ten games. It's a team that can't figure out which way is up. Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> if it's a team like, you know, if we're looking at very experienced team like Fnatic or Old TSM or even, you know, I want to say Gambit, but that obviously didn't work. But Alex Each yep. also left when, before they decided to down. Like, think about that. Gambit went through some tough streaks. Old old TSM, Fnatic. There are teams that played together forever, and they righted themselves because they had been there. They knew they were good. They knew what they could do. I think... But, no, Dig- but, Dignitas, but this TSM think... lineup hasn't been here forever. Right, right. This TSM, so... lineup's wicked. This TSM lineup is wicked green. This TSM lineup isn't the one that's won. I'm, I'm comparing old TSM to current Dignitas. Oh, okay. Or, and in by saying that, this Dignitas team is on an insanely bad streak right now. They're playing so poorly. Okay. They were tied for first, and they're now the sixth seed. That the is, re- like, no, you're right, that's bad. Yeah, and I don't think that they have what those other teams have, like Fnatic's seven-game losing streak, Gambit having to run a Gambit at the end of EU last year to make it to Worlds, You know, TSM struggling pretty hard uh, at the beginning of the LCS a couple years ago. Those teams had experienced players. They had veteran leadership. I don't know if you saw the article, but something that, you know, look, Reginald, when he was on TSM, he was the shot caller. When he made good calls and TSM looked great, he got the praise. And when he screwed up, he took the blame. Dignitas refuses to do that. They're friends, and they have admitted this. They don't have a shot caller. Everyone makes the calls. Everyone Everyone pitches in is what they say. You know, it takes village to make a win. Right, so Dignitas doesn't have the ship writer. Doesn't they? Don't have someone to step up and be like, "I've been screwing up. I have to change, and we all have to fix this." Like, you don't we think all have to play you better? You but don't my think that behind the scenes, Scar is doing uh, doing that? I think Scar because this is how Dignitas has always operated. So I find it hard to believe that Scar went from being one of the guys to the answer. And Scar is not on the rift. 
But he's always the been the, he's always been the emotional center of the team. What I'm saying is, sure, but he's not they, on the team. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they've been. But the thing is, they've spent the past two weeks with him in the room. Like your point about them winning two of their last ten games is fair, but that was like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, but Scara's not on the not in the game. Like that's the thing. Like if a bad call is made, Scara's not there to. You know, if a bad call is made in-game and something goes bad, Scar is not there immediately to whip the team back into shape. And what I've noticed is that in groups, in, like teams that I've been a part of, like sports teams or even in low games, like when something goes wrong and you don't have a dedicated leader to stand up and fix it, everyone just kind of goes quiet because they don't feel like they're, you know, I don't think anyone on Dignitas feels like they're playing well enough to call anyone else out, which is bad. Like, it, you know, in, as bad as uh, Chasing the Cup looked, with CLG, at least Doublelift was calling out Dexter, which hopefully when they were in Korea led to Dexter improving. But on Dignitas, there's no there's no one on the team, no no leader to step up and say, yo, listen, you suck and you need to get better. And like, yeah, I'm not playing at my best, but fix it. Because if everyone's worried about themselves and they're just sitting there, oh, wow, I suck. Or maybe they're not saying it enough. I don't know. But I think that maybe talent-wise, this is closer than CLG curse, but I think just the mindset and the mood that they're going in, I just don't see Dignitas winning a best of five. All right. Well, here, from what I'm gathering, you don't think that this matchup really has as much to do with TSM's ability as Dignitas, Dignitas is gaping holes. Mm -hmm. Correct. Also remember it's a, it's a three, six matchup. So team solo mid is, has to be favored more than I guess curse finished fourth. So they would be, quote-unquote favored um if clg played the last week it would be different but tsm had the better split than dig and they had a roster change and still had the better split uh and i think they look better with less boy in there all right and well, here let now, me let, let ahead, me th- let me throw this out there first first mm-hmm. of a couple things actually first i think you're massively underestimating crumbs and kiwi kids ability to center the team and anchor them in an emotional sense and that's also really something i can bring evidence to i just think that you're selling them a little short second of all something you have to say about dig even if you think they have problems is they're the sort of team that can just show like they can just show up on any like on a random day and beat any team in north america and most of the teams in europe like if the, if they're if they're hot right Oh, no, I agree. Yes. Okay, and so then the third... I just want to leave that on the table. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's just one of those things where it's like, which dig is going to show up? But finally, and this is what I think you're overlooking the most, TSM has a bunch of gaping holes too, right? I mean, we were, we've were we been sitting here saying Shook is the key to Alliance's victory. We said that last week. We said that this week, and I, I believe it's true. And that's because we've seen him when he's on play really well, and when he's off, it's like he's not even in the game. Amazing is like Shook, except when he's on, he's not as good as when Shook is on. Moreover, we have Lustboy, who's new and an experienced player, but the best of five, it's totally the situation where things start breaking down and there's a rift between him and the other players. And then also, Bjergsen doesn't have nerves made out of steel. Dyrus doesn't have nerves made out of steel. Wild Turtle is one one flash forward away from throwing the game. See, I don't like, think this is made... a team that's just riddled with holes. I think, I mean, they finished third in the split, so I don't think their holes are as big as you say they are. I mean, they, okay, the people that they beat out were CLG White, Curse, mm-hmm. and then a they were ahead of They were ahead of CLG Blue or CLG Prime. They were tied for second going into Super Week. 
You can't take that away from them. They were tied okay, with Cloud9, which, which, and a all game behind is, LMQ. Well, they were in second because they played most of the season with a support that spoke English. Also, is something I'm going to throw out there. I, I and, think Lust Boy and is a better... A... Lust Boy is a better... Is long-term, the I, I don't think the Glee switch made sense. Lust Boy is the better support right now. I think t- TSM rely on Amazing and Wild Turtle. I think Bjergsen is going to give you what Bjergsen gives you. And, re- like, Bjergsen-Shifter is going to be a great matchup. Like, I think that should be the featured matchup. But I think both of those guys are going to give you what they give you. I think that Dyrus, Zion, Spartan, again, both of those guys, like, Dyrus and Bjergsen and and Bjergsen and Shifter and Zion, Spartan are going to be the best two players on their team. Okay. So... And they're going to play at relatively similar levels, to, okay. in my opinion. Like, those two pairings, while, you know, Dyrus yeah, will have you, a better game. You think game. the matchups are going to be fairly even. Right, exactly. Okay. Or at least, you know, if Dyrus loses, Bjergsen wins and vice versa. Uh-huh. You know, it, that's not where I think this game lies. I think it lies, like you said, in the jungle. And I think Dignitas relies heavily on Karam's early game. To get those guys rolling, so Amazing is going to have to be ready to counter or put just as much pressure or whatever. So I think Amazing is incredibly important, and I think Turtle versus Kiwi Kid because I think Turtle when he's on is significantly better than not Kiwi Kid, Cutie Pie is significantly better than Cutie Pie, but he has a wider range. Like he can also be worse than Cutie Pie. Like I think you know what you're going to get at Cutie Pie, and if Turtle is better than that, TSM is going to win. If Turtle is not. TSM is going to lose, but I think that's a game-to-game basis because I think Wild Turtle's been around long enough that I'm not worried about him going on super tilt in a best of five. It could happen, but I don't, I don't see it happening. I think he's experienced enough at this point. All right, I just the way I define the way I think about this matchup is both teams have problems, and I don't trust their emotional like I don't mm-hmm. trust their grit either of them. But I think that when the going gets tough, this TSM roster is going to get driven apart, and the Dignitas roster is going to get driven together. I think they're this. I'm picking Dignitas, is what I'm saying here, and I think I'm picking them, but only by the slightest margin. So here's the thing: the going isn't going to get tough for both of the teams. So that's the other like. Dig has to get up early for the going to get tough for TSM, and I think TSM is the stronger team. So even if you think TSM would handle adversity worse. I think it's significant. You think it's never going to come to that? Ex- I, I don't say it never, but I think it is more likely. You don't likely. think it's going to come to that? I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, all right. Both of these matches are going to be must-watches. That is for sure something I think we can agree on. Mm-hmm. You can watch these games with us by following our Twitter, at the Rapid Recall, And if you have a suggestion, you can send it to us at therapidrecall at gmail.com. Our final segment is called Ultra Rapid Fire Mode. Here, we cover the stories from the week that interested us, but we didn't have a chance to cover in the main show. One minute left. Take it away, DK. New Riot hype video up today about your number one support NA, Aphromoo. You hyped? Aphro really is my favorite player, but I don't think he's the avatar of Drive in the NALCS. That has got to go to high. All three European teams are headed to Korea to boot camp before Worlds. What are your thoughts? I think Fnatic just lost their, lost their biggest excuse, and it's that they didn't prepare for an international tournament, and that's why they got their butts kicked. So it'll be interesting to hear what they say this time. More likely to return to the LCS, Alex Itch or Mancloud? Alex Itch is one of League's all-time great players, and Mancloud was a big fish in a small pond for like five minutes. You do the math. Yeah, but Alex Itch is old. M5 picked up, their ro- picked up the roster of Russian Force as their new LOL team. Are we going to see their return to Korean slaying dominance? 
I'm going to put the over under on necessary roster changes for that to happen at 4.5, and I'll take the over. When we started recording, Team 8 and XDG were starting Game 3 of 3. Who do you like to win the series, keeping in mind that you could already be wrong? As much as I like Xmithy and dislike Maple Street, I still recognize more names from the Team 8 roster, so I guess I'm going to pick them. Baby Zeus. <laughs> Korean question of the week. Who will have punched their ticket to Worlds before our next show? SK Telecom or Samsung Light? Uh, I'd love for it to be SK Telecom because I want to see all three world champions, even though it's different rosters, at Worlds. I'm going to have to go with Samsung White because they're 2-0 against K in their last two series. All right, and that's all we got for this week. Enjoy the Rift Summoners.